Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, African American True Crime. Yes, I love true crime stories, but very seldom do I hear true crime stories about African Americans. So I created this podcast to share with my listeners about the true crimes that African Americans commit. So sit back, lend me your ears, and listen to some of the most horrendous crimes committed by African Americans. My name is Queen Zoya Counts. Welcome to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, True Crimes of African Americans. I'm going to bring to you the story of the gruesome Lululemon murder that all started over a pair of leggings. This story came across my feed on X, formerly known as Twitter. And I found that it was very interesting. So I know a lot of podcasters have put this story on their podcast, but I wanted to give my take on it, if you will. This story was written by Jessica O'Connor and it was edited by Kara Johnson. And the story came out on May 9th, 2022. So it goes on to say that Brittany Norwood crushed her co-worker, Jaina Murray's skull, and severed, severed her spinal cord in a brutal 2011 attack now known as the Lululemon murder. Lululemon Athletica, the company that sells leggings and other athletic apparel, are now staples in closets around the globe. This company was founded in Vancouver, Canada in 1998, and by the early 2010s, the brand's popularity was skyrocketing. But in March of 2011, the company made headlines for a different reason. That reason was murder. So let's get into this story and see what happened. Jana Murray, an employee at a Lululemon store in Bethesda, Maryland, had been killed by co-worker Brittany Norwood. Norwood had planned and carried out the gruesome attack known as the Lululemon murder after Murray caught her stealing a pair of leggings. Then she went on to create this elaborate lie for police claiming that two men had entered the store, raped them, and murdered Murray, Murray leaving Norwood tied up. But police were suspicious of Norwood's story from the beginning. The evidence on the blood-soaked scene pointed to an inside job. So here we are. Jaina, Brittany, in the store, working. After the shift, they decide, oh, we're going to check each other's bags. We're going to see, make sure that you're not stealing anything out of it. Whether or not this was company policy, I don't know. But Janie was a 30-year-old graduate student at Johns Hopkins University, and she accepted the job at Lululemon Athletics so that she could meet other active people and attend seminars that would help her as she pursued a Master of Business Administration degree. There she met Brittany, who was 29 years old, while working at the store, and fellow employees said that there was never any issues between the two women. 
Murray and Nora would both work in the closing shift in the upscale Bethesda Rose Shopping Center, according to the Baltimore Sun. The two women checked each other bags at the end of the night as per store policy. So, yes, it was the store's policy to do that. Murray found a pair of stolen leggings in Nora Wood's belongings. So, oh, let me see your bag. Oh, you ain't got nothing. Okay, now it's my time to search your bag. Oh, what are you doing with these stolen leggings in your bag? They left the store at 945. So I can't imagine that Murray had called the store manager to tell her about the leggings. Soon after, Norwood called Murray and told her she'd accidentally left a wallet in the store and needed to go back inside and get it. So you get caught with a pair of leggings in your bag. Instead of you letting it go, letting it go and accepting the fact that you are about to lose your job, you call Murray and say, hey, I left my wallet in the store. Can you go back to the store so I can get my wallet? So what was going on here? At 10.05 p.m., the pair re-entered the store. Moments later, employees at a neighboring Apple store heard a commotion. According to WJLA, Apple employee Jonna Servers heard a woman voice say, don't do this. Talk to me. What's going on? Followed by 10 minutes of shouting and grunting. And the same voice later said, God, help me. Please help me. The Apple employees didn't call authorities because they thought it was just drama. So all of a sudden you hear noise in this store. I'm quite sure the Apple employees know what time the store closes. But you're going to say, oh, we thought that it was just drama. But you can hear this voice in there saying, don't do this to me. Talk to me. What's going on? God, help me. Please help me. You hear noises going on, shouting and gruntings, but you don't call the police. Shame on you, Apple employees, for saying that it was just drama. And isn't that what happens today when people pull out their cameras and they start videotaping people getting their ass beat? Or they start videotaping, you know, people being hit or shot or killed. And instead of them calling the police, they got out their video cameras so they can be put it on the Internet and all of a sudden get views and go viral. Is this not what happens today? The next morning, manager Rachel Ortelli walked into Lulamon and discovered a gruesome scene. She called 911 and told them that there is two people in the back of my store. One person is dead. The other person is breathing. When the police arrived on the scene to discover Murray lying face down in a pool of her own blood and Brittany bound with zip ties in the store's bathroom. After freeing the seemingly shaken Norwood, investigators listened to her odd tale of what happened the night before. So according to Norwood, when she and Murray entered the store to retrieve her wallet, two masked men slipped in behind them. The men raped both women before killing Murray and tying Norwood up while calling her racial slurs, supposedly letting her live because she was more fun to have sex with, according to the Washington Post. So here we are with the racial slurs. What did he call her? The N-word? What did he say to her? You a black bitch? What did he say to her? Like, what did they say to her? We always want to, I'm not saying that it's not necessarily true. But we black people, a lot of times when we trying to cover up shit that we did, sometimes we want to blame it on white people. 
especially with the racial slurs. So police believed Norwood at first, and they treated her as a victim in the Luliman murder case. So they began a manhunt for the perpetrators. They began to go around asking the local stores if any customers had purchased ski masks recently and even followed a man who matched Norwood's description of the killers. But investigators quickly became suspicious. Detective Dimitri Rubin, who questioned Brittany Norwood several times later, said, It's just this little voice in the back of my head. Something's not right. The way Brittany's describing these two guys, they're racists, they're rapists, they're robbers, they're murderers. It's like the worst human being that you could possibly describe, right? Each time the police spoke with Norwood, they noticed inconsistencies in her story. She told police she had never been in Murray's car, but detectives had found her blood on the vehicle's door handle, gear shift, and steering wheel. And on March 18, 2011, she was arrested for Murray's murder. And police unraveled the truth about what really happened in the night of March 11th. So now all the truth is starting to come out at the trial. All the gory details of what the media had dubbed the Lulamon murder emerged at Brittany Norwood's trial. Mary Ripple, the deputy chief medical examiner for the state of Maryland, told jurors that Jaina had no fewer than 331 injuries on her body that came from at least five different weapons. Her head and face were badly bruised and covered in cuts and the blow that had ultimately killed her was likely a stab wound on the back of her neck that severed her spinal cord and went all the way through to her brain. They said that that area of your brain is pretty crucial to you being able to function. They're saying that she wouldn't have lived very long after that. She would not have been able to have any voluntary movement to defend herself. Her injuries were so gruesome that her family was not able to have an open casket at her funeral. After using items from the store's toolkit to brutally murder Jaina, she used a hammer, a knife, a merchandise peg, a rope, and a box cutter. I mean, what the fuck? Brittany left the store and moved Murray's car to a parking lot three blocks away. She sat in that car for 90 minutes trying to come up with a plan to cover her crimes. Then Norwood went back into Luliman and put her plan into action. She took money from the cash registers to stash her to stage a robbery. She sliced open her forehead and cut a gash in Murray's pants to make it seem like she had been sexually assaulted. She then donned on a pair of size 14 men's shoes, jumped in a puddle of Murray's blood and walked around the store to make it seem as if male attackers had been inside. I mean, oh my God, does this not sound like a fucking movie? Finally, she tied her own hands and feet with zip ties and settled into the bathroom to wait for morning. Throughout the course of the investigation, it was also revealed that Brittany had a habit of stealing and lying. She had previously left a hair salon without paying for services after claiming someone had stolen her wallet out of her bag. Norwood's former soccer teammate, Leanna, said she was my best friend in college. 
We had a falling out because the girl was like a klepto. She claimed Norwood had stolen money and clothing from her. Reportedly, Norwood's managers at Lulumon had suspected she was shoplifting, but they couldn't fire her without direct proof. So when Murray had finally caught her in the act, she paid for it with her life. During the six-day trial for the Lulumon murder in January 2012, Norwin's defense team did not deny that she had killed Jaina. They did, however, argue that the murder was not premeditated. Oh, yes, it was because you left the store and then you called her back and pretended like you had left your wallet into the store. They successively argued that the information about the stolen leggings was irrelevant to the trial because it was hearsay. So Murray's attorneys were not able to tell the jurors the true motive for the killing. Defense attorney Douglas Wood stated that day there was nothing going on between Jana and Brittany. The absence of a motive is an indication it's not premeditated. That is not a crime of motive. That is a crime of passion. But the jury didn't fall for the defense trickery according to one juror. I asked who thought it was first degree and everybody's hand went up because it was first degree murder. Brittany was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. She was sent to the Maryland Correctional Institution for Women. Montgomery County State Attorneys John McCarthy said of Brittany Norwood, her cunning and ability to lie is almost unparalleled. Though Norwood will likely be held behind bars for the rest of her life, those involved in the case will never forget the brutality of the Lulimon murder. So you are serving life in jail over a pair of leggings. Over a pair of leggings that they could not even use in court that you had stolen these leggings. You have a history. You had a history of being a kleptomaniac of stealing. So you were about to lose your job. And you got mad because you got caught because you knew that all they needed was evidence. What you didn't want this on your record. And by you not wanting this on your record, now you are serving life in jail. And then you tried to come up with these two suspects and one person almost got arrested because you created this huge lie. But then you couldn't keep up with the lie. And is that not how it works? My name is Queen Zoya Counts. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, True Crimes of African Americans.